Hello, I'm John Ryan. And I'm J.D. Orr, and this is the Alfie Come Home uh, USA Handball Talk. Oh, you know, it's been very good. But what's it all about, Alfie? <laughs> I, I knew there was a quote in there somewhere. I didn't. There's a, there's a movie. There's a movie and a song. What's right. it all about, Alfie? And I'd play it, but then we'd probably get copyrighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, didn't <laughs> want to fight that. I, I knew there was a, there was some famous line there. I was like, dang it, I can't on the spot. Couldn't remember it. So thank you for filling the gaps. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually the, the Batman butler guy. What's his name? Alfred. Yeah. yeah but, oh, Michael uh, Caine. Michael Caine played, yeah. played Alfie in the original. Then they made a remake. Oh. I've seen neither. <laughs> oh, but the song funny. is famous so okay. or it used to be at one time but yeah we're talking about uh alfred johnson a uh swedish american handball player maybe he's not the best american handball player in the world he's certainly in the top three <laughs> yep yep definitely up um, there on the upper side yeah um, but yeah, so uh, Chris O'Reilly uh, interviewed him right before the uh, Skjern uh, Sabhoff match in uh, Gothenburg, and uh, I- I'm going to try and play a little bit of it. Sometimes it doesn't come through, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens here. I'll apologize ahead of time for any additional noises. I'm in the basement of the handball team club's uh, club president's uh, house, so he's got eight other guys that he lives with. So if there's any background noise, I apologize. I'll show the crazy ceiling here that we got uh, going on. So JD, you, can you hear the, you I hear cannot, it? I cannot. Yeah, hear so it. it doesn't come through. Um, well, we'll put the link. We'll put the link in the interview. Uh, um, in the uh, show notes. So people, if they haven't already listened to it, I bet we have a pretty high percentage of people who have who have already uh, listened to tuned it, in. Uh, tuned in, um, confirming what what we've kind of suspected for for quite a while. Um, still wants to play for Sweden, um, but definitely interested in playing for the U.S. Has been in contact with uh, Coach Hedden, um, so. Uh, I think it's a definite possibility, and uh, the timing is probably right. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the interview? Yeah, I think uh, you know he definitely didn't say no. I think that's the and the important part. Um, you know, I think entertaining the idea of playing with Team USA, uh, I'm sure he'd be looking to get good minutes. And I think he's probably been very transparent with Robert that you know. He's had some injuries, but he obviously liked to play with Sweden, and and he was very clear that, you know, there's guys in front of him on the Swedish roster that are just better. Uh, they're playing better right now, and um, you know, he's not getting any younger. And I think seeing the Olympics in four years and realizing, like, hey, like if I want to make a, it, it just comes down to what he wants. You know, if he wants to be an Olympian, that that option's there. If he wants to keep striving to be on on the Swedish team and probably achieve more national team success, then that's the path he he's got to choose. So sure, and, and and just to be clear, he just turned twenty six. So yeah. he's uh he's right theoretically he's in his prime, uh you know right now and uh, uh you know projecting out four years he'll be thirty years old in uh, twenty twenty eight. Um, so 
yeah, that's that's a little bit on the on the older yeah. side for handball, yep. but you're still you're still in fighting form if you're playing professionally and on a regular basis. And with the rest of our our team, you know, they're in that I think twenty four to twenty six range right now. A lot of the key key members, I think. So uh, it's kind of the sweet spot, I'd say, for that for that men's team. Yeah, and and, and just just the sense from the interview it seems like a seems like a seems like the type of guy that would fit right in with our uh, our current roster. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, looking at who we've got, and you know, especially him being another Scandinavian guy, we don't we have a handful of them, but not a ton. I think that they offer a nice mellow balance, you know. Good, good glue guys. So, yeah. So, yeah. And he, you know, you, you look at uh, Ian Hooter playing center back. You look at uh, uh, Al- Alex, oh, Chan. Alex Chan. Yep. Al, um, they all, they all are kind of center backs, but, you know, Alex, you know, he's played, you know, well at the, you know, out of position at right back. Yeah. So, Alfred could do the same, could do the same thing. Um, and uh, he might be the, in my opinion, best scoring uh, player out of those three. Pretty, yeah. pretty definitively. Yeah. I think that uh, it definitely makes teams have to figure out how they're going to, you know, handle us because it offers a lot of variety in the backcourt. Um and that's just something that I think would be a unique twist for uh for us because having no left-handed right backs, uh, like strong options, I would say. Uh, nothing against Joey Stromberg and um, some of the other guys coming up the ranks, uh, Jacob Rizgard and, and things like that. But uh, you know, it's it's not been a clean cut as as a you know, Booz had the left back position for quite some time, kind of thing. Hey, Jerome Fernandez. Maybe you know he was the starting right back for France for many years, <laughs> so it, it can be done. It's just uh, it just kind of hamstrings you a little bit in terms of what you can do um, from that side of the court. It's not as bad as yep. a a right handed right handed uh, right back, but uh, it's it's still it's still a bit of a challenge. Yep, 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 yep. But but uh, yeah, we so face that problem. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, well, go ahead. That's that's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We. Yeah. It'd be better if he was left-handed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. What do you say? Uh, yep. Take what you can get. <laughs> yep. 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 No, I was just gonna say is a uh, is a problem we face domestically here, uh, almost on a regular basis. The right-handed right backs. So. Well, yeah. I mean, in particular at the club level, you yep. know, you, you 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 work with what you have. You have your first practice with everybody, and you. What's the first question you ask? Who's who's left-handed? Oh, uh, nobody. Okay, well, we're running two pivots. So, um, well, it is what it is sometimes. Um, but uh, um, great interview uh, by Chris O'Reilly. We'll put a link link out there for everybody. And uh, you know, if you're looking for a team to watch. When you're watching Tuesday EHF uh, European League, which is a little bit more of an eclectic uh, competition, might as well watch Skirin. You got you yeah. got a reason to watch them now. Um, so uh, 
But that wasn't the only handball played in the last week or so. I, I guess your your Ohio State Buckeyes went down to Carolina. Yep, there was a uh, blue, blue blue cup was down uh, this past weekend at UNC. Uh, I think there was twelve teams, um, and we sent kind of a mixed squad, uh, which you know I would say, given uh, what we talked about on the previous week on how I said they were going to do, they did pretty much exactly what I thought. So at least my my great guys did. They had a very uh, impressive comeback victory on Sunday uh, from eight goals down. They were pretty proud of, but it ultimately led to what you have on the screen here, which is a all West Point final, which we know all too well at the college nationals level. People what they want, you know, everybody wants to see West Point black and gold play each other. Yeah. (laughs) No. Um, but the, the only, interesting only people who have graduated from one institution yep. ever want to see that played in the final and nothing yep. against uh, West Point, maybe a little bit against West Point, but um, no, nah, you don't want to see an inner squad scrimmage, scrimmage uh, for a gold uh, medal for a title. Yep. <laughs> what is uh, interesting though, uh, which is in the game before this game, I believe was the fact that, West Point Black starting right back Mark Miller, junior national team uh, player, went down with a pretty serious knee injury. Um, So you'd have to – I haven't gone back to watch the play. It was a pretty violent uh, play from what I was being told. Uh, I know one of our guys was being assessed his his injury when that injury took place, Um, and I talked with – Josh Rostoffel, he was down there doing some refereeing, and he said that uh, they were not there were not many positive things being said about the uh, outcome of the injury. So, not sure if it's an ACL or or what. Uh, I'm sure Mark will hear back shortly. Was it, was it a rough play, or is it just yeah? It was it happens? was a it was a very bad uh, uh, defensive play. Um, yeah. Like the guy just completely took him out. Um, so it was that would the, have been that would have been against. Uh, so I, I copied down some of the results. Mm-hmm. So uh, they played uh, they played the Miami Storm. Yeah. In the semifinal, beat them thirty five twenty one. It was in that game. Uh, I'll have to go back and and uh, take a look if I can find it. I'll uh, queue it up again. What's in interesting is some some of the games. I don't know what the the I'll have to talk to someone at Carolina because the way that they published. You know, they didn't publish all of the games, which I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind that. Um, you know, they also only had one court taped. So that's another that was another bone to pick that the gray guys had because they only played all their games on the short court on court two. And none of the games on court two were filmed. So um, for a second there, I thought you said when you said taped, I was like, oh, they didn't even put lines down. No. It's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be something well that looked like six so maybe it was five i'm not really sure it's close enough <laughs> goalies tough tough luck goalies so well, you know you got cones out there maybe i mean yeah. I, I was like oh damn carolina getting lazy tough times down at, at unc yeah. um but yeah well, if you go back and watch that it, i guess it was pretty pretty violent play um which you know obviously you and I as college handball fans, uh, he's a pretty key player of that squad. Not not the only one. They they are stacked at 
a lot of different positions, but he is a key uh, player to their offense. So it'll be interesting to see how they do at their home tournament here next month. For sure. Um, yeah, they, they clearly we haven't compiled all the results and everything, but uh, without a doubt, West Point Black is a, a prohibitive, a prohibitive favorite to to win college nationals again this year. Yep. Um, they have gotten better, and from what I can tell, everybody else has gotten worse. Um, yeah, Carolina graduated a lot of guys. Um, we graduated. Quite a few guys on Scarlet as well, um, so yeah. So it's, and I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anybody of any concern at, at Air Force. You know, you, you know, usually. You know, I saw them play West Point. It was, it was a total, total mismatch. Um, okay. Um, Kavanaugh yeah, always I, finds a secret weapon, you know, in the springtime. Uh, but well, <laughs> I guess my fear is, and 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 again. Um, you know, you're talking about promotion for the sport. If you ever, you know, try and get serious, um, uh, you know, the Alabama's JV football team doesn't get to play its own schedule and play for a national title. Yep. Um, and Alabama's second team, probably Ohio could. State's second team, yeah. probably could beat quite a few schools. Um, and it would not surprise me right now if West Point Gold, um, you know, based on the results of this tournament, uh, makes it to the final. I'll, if, I'll if, tell you this much. Restriction. I'll tell you this much. The West Point Gold center back, um, when I watched him play at iHandball, uh, number six, I got a blank, I'm blanking on his name. He, if he's a freshman, which I, I, I think he is because I haven't, I didn't recognize him from before. He's he's going to be a force to be concerned with uh, moving forward if he's a freshman. I mean he he had a very natural knack for attacking, good shot, uh, definitely going to be a good player. Yeah, and I guess that's one of the other things I don't I don't like about uh, um, you know there, there's pros and cons. You know, obviously if you got you know Ohio State has two teams, um, it gives everybody a chance and opportunity to play. Um, I think for the most part, West Point, Black and Gold keep keep their teams separate. Pretty separate, yep. But in the logical progression of things, if you have a great player on your second team, you bring him up to your first team. Especially in events them, that matter, you know. In events that matter. And and that's something for them to strive for. And so you kind of get a little bit of a uh, a strange situation when you have uh, definitively separate first and second teams, and you're treating them as sort of equals in yep. a way. Yep. Um, again, I, I, that's where I like to look at as like a varsity JV, you know. And you know, like I just left lacrosse practice, and when we get to the playoffs for for lacrosse, you take all the good kids from JV, you put them on varsity just because there's injuries. You know, when you make a deep run, you want to make sure your team is stacked as best as possible. Yeah. And that's where, I guess, if we ever got serious, we ever uh, wanted to more definitively set the table, so to speak, uh-huh. your national championships would just have, my opinion, would just have one team yep. from each school. Or if you had a second team, they would be uh, restricted. You have a whole separate second team tournament, you know? 
Like if you got, exactly. you know, there's a whole separate, you know, basically event for those teams. Cause right now look at it realistically, you know, Pittsburgh's got a second team, whether they can financially travel is a different conversation. Ohio State's got a second team. Carolina's got a second team. West Point's got a second team. JMU usually has a second team. Um, you know, that's five I uh, just listed. I think Air Force is similar kind of thing. They might not travel, but they got enough bodies. So right there, I just routed off six colleges that have two teams. So, And, and I guess, um, you know, when we've talked about the Trailblazers, which I, which I just put up there on the screen, and, uh, you know, since starting that, I've kind of separated from that, yeah, let yeah. you guys do what your thing is. I'm also not not in charge or anything. So, hey, what, what, what can I do? But yep. have the idea, let it go forth. But when I was kind of at that one meeting, I was like on JD, some of these teams just aren't ready for prime time. You're, you know, again, it's, it's a trade-off. Yep. Do we treat every team as prime time? So we have more teams um, and they, you know, they're striving to be, get, get better, or do you do you wall it off and say, hey, we have a, a, a first division, we have a second division, we play uh, friendlies yep. between first and second division teams, but we've got, we have teams at a certain level, and we're going to make those games be more serious um, and, and count more than trying to put every game all in the same bin. Yep. Um, and I haven't seen, you know, I, I, I watched a little bit of the trailblazer action, you know, it's a low angle. I can't really see, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you guys are guess you're going to have a tournament. Boom. All of a sudden next week, I didn't even know it was coming up. There's a multitude of, of factors on that front uh, to touch upon your, your earlier point, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> this video <laughs> that's a funny one um but uh it's just one of those things that i agree that you know we need to find a, a way because there is such a drop off between i'd say like different buckets of teams and i think that that's where the you know ranking system so that we have a an outside kind of party even if it's a coach's poll you know you know just like football or you know we have a panel of, of voters that says, Hey, here's the people that are in division one. Here's the people that are in division two, you know, and that way it's, it's defined. This is where those, those people are residing. Um, and so then as far as, uh, this weekend goes, um, we had a mix up in the schedule and, and trying to get facilities reserved and things like that. And that's where, um, I am not going to be there again. So two weeks in a row of not being in attendance for handball. So I am leaving this, uh, in charge with the, the boys, Mike, Mike King will be there. He'll, he'll man the ship. So I'm not overly concerned, but, um, yeah, we're, we've just been focusing on our half of the, the, the side here. Uh, you know, we tried to coordinate with, you know, the others, others, but James Madison was really the only one I think interested, but it, logistically they're just it's too far away to try to make them super included in, in some of these events. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the, you got the two Ohio state teams, case Western hit uh, Cincinnati and uh, Miami. Miami. 
Yep. So you got to got to got a heavy heavy schedule. Looks like you're playing shortened games. Well, maybe not. Um, no. Uh, the only there's we <laughs> ran into a time crunch on Sunday, so I think. I think one of the games on Sunday is going to have to be a little bit tighter, but otherwise all games Saturday will be 50 minutes. Uh, Sunday here, you can see we got, uh, which I'm looking at that, that time, right. That time frame's wrong. So, um, yeah, those are the wrong, he messed up this post. So, all right, I'm going to thank right. you for, well, for looking we'll, at this. We'll so the, so the, the times are every, the, the order's right. The times are a little, little off. So, um, but, but either way, got, yeah, you got six teams. They're uh, uh, to varying levels, known marketing quantities. So that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, we'd like to see an East and West showdown, but maybe we're 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 not quite there yet as a as a collegiate competition structure yep. at large um yeah and i think i think uh it's one of those things that you know we got to stick to the pods and it leads to you know we don't have to all be in the same conference because then that's just the entire league you know what i mean so like if we have a conference and unc uva james madison throw somebody else in there they have a conference then the two conferences, the conference championships, the conference champions could play each other for a league title. You know what I mean? So that way, then you're getting kind of in your east-west conversation. So, yeah. Um, part of that is the coaches getting together. If need need coaches. coaches. Need coaches. Um, and 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 uh, organizing what makes sense. Yep. And. You know, maybe you guys take a look at what you have and what you have makes sense for where we're at right now. But I think the goal would be, you know, maybe a pod, if you will, you know, uh, would be like a four-team grouping. And yeah. those teams play a double round robin. And they don't have to travel too, too far, you know, to make that happen. Um, you know, we talked a little bit, I guess maybe – we segue now a little bit to talk about the the weekend tournament concept and and uh, the problems that we have with it. Like I don't know, I didn't watch much of the Carolina tournament. But you yep. know when those injuries seem to happen? They seem to happen on Sunday uh -huh. after teams have played a bit and they're not moving quite as well. And I haven't even seen the play. I saw the play at the Samoa Cup. Where, yeah, where the guys. It's, I I envisioned something of that level of physicality based on what people were describing. So you know, it's I, I doubt very much. Handball players are typically good guys for the most part. They're not looking to hurt people. They're looking to play physical. And sometimes when you play physical, you um, you make a move that's a little bit less safe than others, and you do that when you're tired. Yep. You're not moving your feet as well. The offense is not moving their feet as well, too. Um, and you get awkward situations and people get hurt. Um, and there's a reason why you know, the, the professional teams, you know, they complain about having to play two matches a week. You know? Yeah. 
uh, and you know, the same way in the NBA, less physical sport, you know, but they're playing three matches a week typically. Three, some two, four. Yeah. It depends on how many days. It's almost um and you get to the point where people are resting bodies and stuff. And um they they've done studies that, that show hey, you, you play less, you get you get hurt less. And we're doing the, the crazy opposite end of the yep. spectrum, which is playing as much as possible. <laughs> as much as possible. And you know, it's it's funny. I I I uh I try, you know, as you get older and you get further from your playing days, you forget how much you loved playing. And uh, if I made a significant travel, I'd want to get as much out of it as possible. Yep. Um, so, you know, the solution, the solution is more teams that are in a closer proximity. Uh, proximity. So then you get together, you know, for that that big tournament. It's like a special thing that you do maybe once, twice a year instead of uh, as what we've kind of morphed into a, a season season long thing. Which Ohio State, none of these teams are following that model though. What um, you're saying the the weekend? What's the farthest any of these teams have traveled this year? Uh. Miami went to Pitt. That was the furthest that they went. And that's Miami, Ohio. Yes, yes. Sorry, just <laughs> to be clear. Miami, yeah, Florida. Good call. Good call. Good call. <laughs> and Miami, Miami, also Oxford to Pittsburgh is about four hours, I believe. No, it'd be about five because it's two hours to Columbus and three hours, so about five hours. So five hours is doable, though. I think. Yeah, and that was oh. a, a a very rare that, that weekend is a whole hot mess. That was two weeks ago when I wasn't going to include Miami anyways, but then we had the I handball, which they have three guys on that team. So I'm like, well, just bring your old team then and we'll play some games. But um, realistically, I've tried to keep it. So, you know, Miami and Cincinnati, they're 45 minutes apart. You know, Columbus to Cincinnati, hour and a half, two hours. Columbus to Cleveland where Case is, two hours. Columbus to Pittsburgh, three hours. So, you know, we're in a very nice you know, you can do three hours. You can drive there, play a game or two, come back. It's a nice day of handball. Yeah, you know, I. Yeah, I guess. I guess the question is, is whether it's a two-day handball thing. And I think one of the one of the nice things is is if you can have some type of uh, get together. You know, like on a Saturday night, people get to know each other, talk, yeah, have fun, and yeah. then then play maybe a, a game. The next day before you before you roll out, you know, stay in somebody's frat, yeah, frat floor or something. Um, JD's and, and I think I, I think that's how you start to bond, you know, as a team when you go on a on a on a trip like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's where that's where the distance comes into play as to how far, you know, if you're flying, God. I can get as much out of this damn yes. damn trip as I can. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, ah, but which but, is where but, I look at Air Force and San Jose State. You know, they're you know that's that's the problem. No, nope, there's no other teams for them. I mean, they can play against adult club teams, but from a college standpoint, their uh, flights are the only option. I see, and that's that's where I'd like to see once once we get our uh, organization, our institutions all figured out, is that. Um, uh, 
uh, like like Air Force. I would like to see a concerted effort, you know, to get programs up at uh, CSU and and CU Boulder. I, I'm fine if you CCS, but University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, for people who've never heard of it before, and there's a reason you've never heard of it before. It's yep. not as big as school. Um, and, and I think handball can be played at any school, but when you're looking to start programs, you know, you're better off with a bigger school where you got more bodies to, uh, um, to gather them from. I, I would say it's, it's tough to, to completely go all in on that. Cause I agree that from a, from a numbers game, it, it should make sense. But at the same time, some a larger institution like a, a Big Ten school, an SEC school, ACC school, you know, your, your D, big D1 powers, there's more hoops to jump through. If I were to go to a University of Dayton, you know, which I've tried hand, time and time again to get kids, you know, they already have an intramural tournament. They, they do stuff there. Um, it's a lot easier to just poof, you're already a club sport. At a place like Ohio State, you have to become a, a student org and then you have to do that for a year and a half. And then you got to do this and you get this and then you're a sport club and then you can finally, you know, operate in a normal fashion. So. I get what you're saying, JD. I think there's a number of factors, you know, there's like, yeah, yeah. how hard is it institutionally? How many, how many students are at the school? What's the characteristic of the school? Are they big club supporters? Yeah. Um, how close are they to another motivated institution? Here, here's a perfect something I don't even know if you thought about. Right, Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, yeah. Ohio. Yep. I yep. somehow avoided that yeah. for, for, for 20 years, <laughs> which is pretty hard to do when you're an yeah. aerospace engineer. Yeah. But but I managed. Um, my my roommate, Dayton, first assignment, was, married, yep. married somebody Done. from Dayton. Locked in. Where does he live now? Dayton. Dayton. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but but there are probably if if you wanted to coordinate and do a little bit of work, there's probably at some point some handball guys have been stationed in Dayton and they're looking at oh, something I've, to do. I've you talked can, to them. I'm already I'm already I'm on top of that one. That's something that could be coordinated, that could be worked at. Um and you know, you, you time it with like when that guy gets the assignment. The assignment's typically three three years, maybe four. And you would say, okay, you know, so-and-so is a big player. He wants to be a coach and he's living in Dayton. You know, let's set up, you know, you you could have right state there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what's the, they told me the cheers for the Dayton, Dayton, right right state, state, wrong, wrong wrong university. university. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Can't read, can't write, Kent State. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones here in Ohio. So yeah, that tangent, you know, that's that's something that you're missing a little bit in Ohio. Whereas um because you have like the one behemoth state school. Yes. And then you have all the little we little got about a Mac. We got all the Mac schools. <laughs> yeah. Whereas whereas Iowa and Iowa State, they're they're roughly the same, same size and you know, there's Northern Iowa, and Drake yeah. also plays Division One basketball. But those are the two schools. I mean, you got your Ohio State, Michigan, but you don't have people uh, from the same you know state fighting each other. Which in-state school yeah. are going to go to? Yeah. I mean, if I were, I wanted to go on a real super tangent, 
I just learned the other day, you know, and I kind of knew about it. Maybe the second best high school basketball player in Iowa. Grew up in Iowa City, two years older than Caitlin Clark. Iowa did not offer her a scholarship. Wow. She went to Iowa State. Now, why would Iowa not offer maybe the one of the top yeah. five players ever? Maybe it's because Caitlin Clark and Ashley Jones played on the same AAU basketball team and they, they weren't, weren't the friends. best of buddies. Yep. They, they don't hate each other, but they, honest to God, Caitlin Clark, would have got, her brother was a backup quarterback at Iowa State. Yeah. So her family decided <laughs> we'll, we'll drive two hours to Iowa City instead of 30 minutes. Going to Iowa State. Anyway, too That's much of a tangent. Yeah. No, it's a real. But, the real problem so on that segue of of basketball and and sport here we'll continue our you know handball athlete or would this athlete be good at a handball conversation and why don't you present to us today's athlete of, of conversation well, i thought i would go with the one that you suggested oh okay good good I, i'd like to do a different sport you know week to week exactly so we'll talk about the goat um brady what's your so, take um, my, t my thoughts on Tom is that there's only one spot for him on the handball court and I don't even really like it. And that would be a goalie because he's not fast enough to get up and down the court. He's not agile enough to do anything in the backcourt. He's fairly big. He's six, four, six, five, I think. Um, so he's got some good size to him, but I don't know that his reflexes are crazy good. Uh, you know, but he's definitely got the, the outlet passing down. So, um, I just don't think he's got it in him to play in the backcourt um, and definitely not wing. So, Are you talking 40-year-old Tom Brady? I'm talking even or peak Tom Brady. 22-year-old Tom Brady. I, I'm, I'm saying peak Tom Brady. If you look at Tom Brady's speed rating in any Madden game, it, I guarantee there's no way it was ever higher than like 80. Like a dude, he and Peyton Manning moved in slow motion. Absolute awesome quarterbacks. Do not get me wrong. I'm not hating on Tom Brady in that sense, but from a running well, so standpoint, I, no. So I did I did a little bit of research on on Tom Brady because I'm always curious. I, you know, and we've gotten into this argument before uh -huh. um, regarding what sports make sense to uh, um, transition to transition. And uh, um, I looked up his Wikipedia page and did that. Speaking for myself. The great player that I was. Mm -hmm. I played football, basketball, baseball, and I did track too. I was mostly a high jumper. Um, and I've always said that my handball skills were 65% basketball, 25% uh, football, and 10% baseball, and 0% track. Um, Tom Brady played basketball in high school. And okay. according to this, he was a pretty good baseball player. He was going to be drafted by the Expos. Um, that's what, that's play, what it he says He was going to play catcher, which is where a goalie aspect, you know, kind of getting in front of things. Those are my thoughts. So, so um, got a good arm. Yep. I, I think he could have been a backcourt player, but I don't think he would have been an elite backcourt player. I think he would have had – I think he would have struggled – 
in one-on-one situations. But I think he would have been uh, – I think he he's the type of guy that probably could get a set shot. Scroll and, down, see if they have his draft uh, or his uh, combine metrics. Um, oh, this is, this is oh. a huge uh, huge file, so I don't know. Okay. Um, it would be – dang it. Okay, it would have been right there. Oh, there yeah, it is. They, okay. Nope. Okay. Right there. All right. What's his vertical? 24 and a half. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's where I look, look at the 40. Like that's, that's where, uh, granted that's not everything obviously, but you know, he's basically six, four and a half. Yeah. Decent other times, but you know, vert two, two foot vertical. So like, if you think about him trying to jump over, he's not as, He's not jumping. I mean, I I bet I could get a twenty inch vertical right now without even trying, and I'm not a premier athlete. So, um, you see what the Max Max McClung's vertical is? Yeah, I mean that dude. He's been like that it's since twice. High school. That. It's like forty. Yeah, it's forty eight. Uh, uh, easily, easily higher than that. I mean, that's what's crazy. So, um, and wow. that guy, you know, look at the timeline of events for McClung. He went from. Nobody, you know, G League, G League, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, I'm going to go win the dunk contest, back to the G League, back to whatever. Oh, I'm going to go win the dunk contest and back. So A little bit of a tangent there. He, he could be a decent handball player. Talk about a wing taking off. I mean, he's freaking going to dunk it around the six. Uh, yeah, he would be a solid wing. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe he could be uh, – I don't know how quick he is. I think if he was super quick, he'd already be in the NBA instead of where he's at right now. Um, he's pretty small. Um, yeah, <laughs> that might that might be one to take a look at closer. Well, yeah. JD, uh, well, you enjoy your weekend, and hopefully, you're maybe Ohio State will just like roll through the tournament. They'll say like, we don't need this coach. Yep, that's what they did. They did the on this past weekend, so we'll see if they do it again. So, all right. Well, for J.D. Orr, I'm John Ryan, and thanks for listening.